0: How's
1: it gone? Same shit, different (laughs) day. How's the vegan? Aye, same shit, (laughs) different (laughs)
0: day.
1: It really just depends on how much you waffle, to be honest.
0: That's true, so, ah, about three three. (laughs) hours, (laughs) then.
1: Cheeky (laughs) master. And the stadium erupts in red, white, and blue. You've never seen anything like it. Let's go. Hi, folks, and welcome to the next episode of the iReady podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Derek, and with me is my co host, Dave. How are you doing, Dave?
0: I'm very well, Derek. How is yourself?
1: Yes, very well, too. Just obviously, everybody in the world, uh, everybody in Britain, everybody connected with our club, uh, you know, obviously in shock with the sad passing of Her Majesty the Queen.
0: Yep c- completely shocked Derek I think the fact that she was still doing her duties right up until the end is is really t- taking everyone by by shock I don't think anyone was expecting it at all and now the whole world's focus is now on Scotland was up the north of Scotland, and now it's in Edinburgh. As the the Queen's body is in Edinburgh o- overnight before she gets moved down to to London, and absolutely, you know, tens and thousands of people have been flocking to to Edinburgh to pay their respects. So it's been quite a spectacle. Derek, and as you say, our f- fan base, especially, really quite shocked about the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I mean. A ninety-six-year-old woman—you really shouldn't be shocked. But when she's been such a constant in everyone's life, even though you don't know her, she's probably had no, you know, material effect on your life uh, as it goes. But you know, she's been ever present for seventy years. Yep. She's been on the throne, and it's—it's it's a piece of history. A very, very sad time for all. But that's—that's that's life, unfortunately. And we've got a a new king to celebrate as well.
0: That's correct, Derek. You know, and especially for for, for our club as a support who sing God Save the Queen after every match and the fact that our picture is on the wall of the dressing room you know I don't think there's another club in the world that's got any, anything like that, so certainly a huge part of our traditions for for our club, and she'll be sorely missed. But as you say, tradition moves on, and we now have a king. So uh, you know there's going to be a lot of spectacle o- over the next, you know, the coming months and weeks uh, as well. So uh, it's certainly a very surreal time for us all, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, and and obviously carrying on the tradition of toasting the monarch with the loving cup as well. And come New yeah. Year game, it'll be a new monarch, which is exactly. you know, nobody's heard of before of of our generation or of many generations so historic all-round sad times but you got to think of what a remarkable woman she was and how much she brought the country together
0: yep incredible Derek I couldn't have said it better myself yes
1: so on that note we will go down the tunnel and onto the pitch So only one game to cover obviously the Aberdeen game was postponed at the weekend there so obviously that was just out of duty respect of the the Queen's passing as well but one thing that people really haven't thought of is that UK wide this is the biggest policing operation that the UK has ever seen and will ever likely see it's been in the planning for years and years and years. That ultimately comes first. It's not so much that they're expecting any trouble at these, you know, memorial events or anything like that. It's just that all resources are pretty much diverted to that. So if you think about having to police the Rangers-Aberdeen game or, you know, obviously we'll get on to the Napoli fans as well in the Napoli game, you can understand how that is going to affect big major events like that that are normally got a lot of police at them how that is going to be affected when all the resources really put into the other events so you can understand that one there Dave can't you?
0: Yeah, and I, I think it was the right thing to do as well, Derek, for, for the whole uh, f- football in the United Kingdom to pay their respects and the games that all ought to be cancelled. It was definitely the, the right thing to do. Significantly, though, Derek, for myself and a personal note, my son's football did not get cancelled. They made a decision with regards to children's well-being, physical exercise and things like that, that all the the youth games went ahead and for me, I got a, a special treat, was to see my son play at Fletchers Hawk at the weekend, which was quite incredible. So Brilliant. the fact that I got to go there as well and see that, so I did get to see some foot, football at the weekend, Derek, so that was that. But ultimately, it was the correct thing to do. Yeah,
1: absolutely. However, before that game was even meant to kick off, the game we're going to cover tonight, Dave, you're going oh. to take the lead in this one. It was on Wednesday the 7th of September. It was our first game in the Champions League for 12 years. Group A, game one, and it was a 4-0 loss away to Ajax.
0: Derek, like I've started here and like I started in the post-match preview that we had, we've waited 12 long years to get to the promised land, haven't we? Everything that we've been through. And for us to wait 12 years, the significance of this match... We got a completely gutless performance from our players. Two games in a row, almost carbon copy. I'll get into it, Derek. You can give give me your thoughts. The, the team that Geo decided to go on for this momentous game for us was McLaughlin and goals. There was a lot of talk. Was he going to keep, keep his place? Was he going to go back to McGregor? He stuck with McLaughlin, Derek. That was the first big t- talking point. The back four again, Tavernier, Goldson, Sands and Barisic. The three in midfield that he went with were Kamara and Lundstrom, Tillman playing in front of them, three up front. Scott Wright, Ryan Kent and Kolach up front. On the bench for Rangers, McGregor, McCrory, Rudvan, Davies, King, Divine Jack, Davis, Arfield, Matondo, Alfredo Morelos and Fashion Sakala. So Derek, straight away, McLaughlin and goal, correct decision?
1: Yeah, I think it's got to be... You know, take the Celtic game in isolation, he's done nothing wrong. You know, I know that people are going on and on and about him, but this is the problem with when we retained McGregor. We should have got rid of him. Everybody's going to be going back to, oh, we should get McGregor and we should do... No, no. You don't drop a player after a horrendous game like that. You get right back on the horse. That's as simple as. And I think in this game, he once again proven himself.
0: Yeah, no, he, he did well. One of the very few players that did, Derek. Well, first 10 minutes... There wasn't much in it Derek let's be honest Ajax having the bulk of the play really but but, but nothing much happened we certainly weren't putting them under any pressure but likewise nothing real you know real major problems for us to deal with at the back but then the first sort of sign that we were going to have to get our axe together was in the 10th minute and again it was like the Celtic game there it was a corner on the left-hand side, right into the box, and there was the big defender. Absolutely no one on him. Gets his head behind the ball, o- over the bar. And nobody marking him. That could easily have been 1-0. You know, warning signals should have been flashing there, Derek. Just poor, poor marking. And then only seven minutes later, that was when Ajax got the first goal. And again, from a corner, Derek. Oh, my God. And I I could hear you shouting in the background, Derek, as I have been over the years. But a corner in for the right again. Absolutely no marking. And there's Big Alvarez heading right into the back of the net. And what is it that you would be saying, Derek, at that point?
1: Where's the man on the post?
0: Exactly. Absolutely shocking defending Derek. Again, going back to the first one, you know, 10 minutes in, you thought that they would have said, right, on, on you go. The zonal marking, Derek, which you know is quite obvious that we're playing now. If you come up against any half-decent attacking team, they're going to see right through it. We've not got the players to play a zonal marking system and it was just really poor all round, wasn't it?
1: I just think it's all about the marking for me. The, the, the man in the post is one issue, and the goal wouldn't have went in, ultimately, if there was a man in the post. But you've got to do the right things first, and that's defend. I think it ended up, Bassey was actually with Tavernier, they kind of jumped up together. It ended up with three of our players standing in pretty much the same piece of ground, all together, no marking anybody, and the boy got a free header. It's just shocking.
0: Really, really poor Derek. At that level, you cannot defend like that. You really can't, you're going to get punished. For the next ten, 10 minutes, though, Derek, it was just all Ajax was. Well, say for the next 10 minutes or the next, you know, <laughs> the next you know, 70-odd minutes. But it was just it was just an ascendancy from Ajax. So just had the ball constantly, passing the ball round our players. Our players looked lethargic as anything. We could not do anything. And in the 27th minute, Ajax really should have scored their second goal because, I, I don't know, it was just... Stood off them and they basically passed their way through our, our, our defence. Attacker runs through one and one, hits the low shot, thankfully past the post. So, I mean, that could, could have been two 0 easily. And then, only five minutes later, Ajax get their second of the night, Derek. And again, it was, it was fortuitous from them, but again, for us, just not being able to clear the ball. It was uh, the ball was played. Into the box, it was the right winger Berkhaus, he takes a shot, the shot deflects off his sands and basically just rolls past McLaughlin who was flat footed and rolls into the net. A big deflection but again he got into the box very easily Derek, he should never have been allowed to have the shot, it should have been charged down, it wasn't. And we would take that type of goal any day, wouldn't we? Especially in the Champions League. Again, it was just far too easy for them to get in the box and the shot. Easy. N- nobody doing their job that they should have been doing. And then that same two up, But it's just over half an hour played.
1: I mean, you can't really blame Sands at all for the deflection. He tried to clear it. He stuck out his leg and it, the, unfortunately it deflected in. But it was giving the ball away so cheaply. You cannot afford to do that at this level.
0: And then the game was over. Two minutes later, Derek, when Ajax got their third goal and it was the winger Kudos who had been a thorn on our side all game. And again, we're, we're going to have to call out James Tavenier here, Derek, because I don't know what he was playing at. Because the, the winger basically got the ball just inside the Ajax half with Tav next to him. And he basically just ran side by side with Tav, side by side, and then just uh, shoulder charged past him. Into the box, he had a fantastic shot. I'm not taking any, any away for, for the finish, Derek. Right diagonally past McLaughlin, fantastic shot. But there's no way that Tav should be getting out muscled like that. There's no way that Tav should be getting beat when he's you know alongside him for such a long time. Poor, poor defending. I know you put a, a tweet out after it, basically saying you know we all know that Tav's not a, a great defender. But that for me, Derek was sort of about bread and butter for a guy his experience. Just really, really poor again, and that's, that's the game over at that stage.
1: I mean, it was a cracking finish, absolutely, but we shouldn't have allowed it to get that far. I mean, Tavenier ran out to the boy, and rather than just going absolutely through the ball, he kind of put a half-hearted tackle in, and then he gets turned so easy, and then he runs along saying, just take him out. Simple as professional foul, you get a yellow card, take him out, it stops the play dead. I just don't understand it.
0: It was it was just shocking, Derek, and that's what I said. It was game over then, and this is when the panic sets in because I thought to myself at this stage, we are playing so badly, they are getting the ball so quickly and attacking so quickly, this could turn into be an absolute cricket score because up until half-time, Ajax were just constantly on the ball. We could not get a touch of the ball. If we did get a touch of the ball, very briefly... We ended up that we could only pass it maybe once or twice, and we were giving the ball away, or we just we we, we basically could, couldn't do anything. And on the 40th minute, they could have had another one. It was a fantastic save from McLaughlin, low, uh, you know, shot just just outside the box, and then just before half time, Ajax still constant pressure, one touch passing, the ball played inside the box, and then back to Tadich Ajax player who shoots, and another fantastic save by McLaughlin to keep it still at 3-0, but they were just walking through us, Derek, and that is where the first half finished. For me, I was just completely flabbergasted. I didn't think we could play as badly as we did uh, for the the game beforehand at Celtic, but they were proving me wrong, Derek, because we looked like the rabbit that was caught in the headlights, 100%.
1: Absolutely, there's a step up in quality, but it was a case of us not even looking as if we were bothered. That's what really annoyed me about the game.
0: It was just abysmal, Derek. IX were completely outclassing us in every single department. There wasn't one player on the park that I could honestly say had pass marks. And there were players on the park. I turned to my son that I was watching it with and I said, has he had a touch of the ball? Has he had a touch of the ball? Was he? It was just, we couldn't remember. Guys... Who we usually rely on to get stuck in as well The likes of Lundström I said it already in the post-match I don't know if if Lundström's completely fit If he's maybe carrying an injury He looked a complete shadow of himself Which is quite incredible But as you say, every single player There's not one of them looked as if they were that bothered It was was really embarrassing at that stage Anyway, into the second half Derek, Gio decided to make some changes He had to do something He brought three subs on at half-time He brought on King, Matondo and Jack to replace Tav, Tillman and Wright. Now, there was a big thing. Was Tav carrying an injury? I don't think he would have took him off just because of that goal. And it wasn't just him that was having a poor game. So, obviously, there was something wrong. But it looked to me as if he was going to try at the time to go back to to a back five. That wasn't to be because he put King in there at right back. But anyway... Forty ninth minute, the first half chance by Rangers it was a free kick taken by Barisic into the box, and a sort of half half hearted header by Sands. I didn't think he, you know, he actually had the, the the confidence to think that he was actually going to do something. That went past the post. And then Ajax were just t- treating the game like a training game, Derek, weren't they, you know, from from, from that stage? It, it was just as if they were passing the ball about and then they were just going to decide at any moment, ach, we can score another one when we want. In the 65th minute, they really could have, because Kudos again gets the ball at the edge of the box, skips and swerves past Goldson, past Lundström, and they was just about to pull the trigger. And then a last-ditch tackle from King saved it, I think, from being 4-0 at that stage. Uh, 67th minute, another half chance for Ray I'm saying another one It was only the second half chance that I can remember Matondo with a cross Right for the right wing Right over uh, Ryan Kent was running in Again, I don't know if he genuinely thought He was going to do anything I think if he'd have really put something in He might have got He almost connects with it But the ball ends up going over the bar And then we get a fantastic goal for Rangers on the 71st minute We thought we had Pupul one back Borna Barisic with a tremendous finish But VAR did not go in our favours Derek did it It was a fantastic finish But that was going to rub salt in the wounds That we didn't get the goal That was in the 71st minute What, what did you make of that? It
1: was a stunning goal A stunning yep. finish by him But lovely ball from Lundström to Kent Decent work for Kent to cut it back As I said, stunning finish But Kent in an offside position to start with and the replay showing he was just casually strolling back. I am yeah. so beyond fucked off with that boy now.
0: It's again, Derek, I can't actually remember the last time he had a
1: half-decent game for us, can you? It was a few games ago we covered, but he's only had one game this season where he's actually been any good and even into the last season, there's a, a handful of games you could say was, you know, anything decent. But he does the same trick every single time. Gets down the, the the left wing, uses his pace, beats a couple of men, steps inside, either hits a shot well wide, or he just runs it into tr- into trouble. He's an empty shot now. It's uh,
0: it's just and. Um... As I say, we, we, we need players like him. He's one of our experienced players, Derek. He's one of our big-time players, and we need him to turn up on nights like this to, to show something, and it's just no no working at all. Uh, but then, getting back into the game, Derek, 88th minute, I am taking responsibility for this one. Like I said, I, I think I told you before, I, I sent you a text. I was watching it with my son, and I actually said to him, you know, since Ryan Jacks came on, He's actually completed more passes, I think, than the entire Rangers team has put together. And just as soon as I said that, Ryan Jack gets the ball, passes it back towards the Rangers box. I don't know who he thought he was passing it back to. The Ajax player, Burkwine, runs through, picks up the loose ball, rounds McLaughlin and passes the ball into the net. A complete and utter disaster.
1: Dave, I don't even have the energy to blame you in on that one, to be honest. <laughs> so I, I just at that point, you know, oh. even even if it went three one in the lunch in the in the Barisic goal stood or well, getting nothing out of the game, this just compounded the issues and Jack's such a normally composed player. He was completely found wanting. And when you've got a team that are looking lethargic, looking as if they want to just go home and then coming up against a team who Let's be, let's be honest, they didn't need to try anything because they were just so much better than us. When you do lazy passes like that, it's always going to end up, we're going to end up second best.
0: There's only a few other things to say here in, in, in the game, Derek, that I've got written down. Ajax, again, could have had another goal after that in 86 minutes. Tack on the right wing again, into the centre forward, two shoots for the edge of the box, thankfully straight at McLaughlin. And, you know, that that was it, Derek. It was... Absolutely disastrous, uh, and what I kept asking myself was, and a lot of people are saying, you know, this shows the the, the level up for playing in the Europa League to playing in the Champions League. I think that's a lot of tosh We have to we have to ask ourselves, Derek. There's two players have left that played in that major European final in Aribo and Bassi. The rest of the guys are all there, still there, and were playing at the very top level not too long ago. What has happened in that short space of time? That's what I want to know. Something seems to be stinking at the club at the moment. I, I don't know where it is. It's something behind the scenes that we don't know about. is It's its incredible. Derek, me and you have got very differing opinions about uh, uh, Alfredo Morelos. I know that you are completely sick with him and his antics and stuff like that. I absolutely love the guy. I, you know, he's our all-time European top goal scorer. when he is on forum or when he's got it in his head that he's got, you know, to try and prove somebody wrong. He's the man to play out there. I am 100% certain that if Morelos had been playing against Ajax, I, he might have got a book and he might have that, but... We would certainly have posed more of a threat going forward than we certainly did there. He would have given the other defenders something to think about just with his physicality. There's something wrong there as well that he can't even get on as a sub when we're getting hammered, Derek. There's, there's something, it's, it's I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what you think about the whole thing, Derek, but there's something really, really seriously wrong at the moment.
1: I think in the terms of Morales, he's done that to all to himself. I think that was maybe a bit of a lesson for him. And when we were 3-0 down, you know, you could have chucked him on. What would that have actually done? When the whole team are playing this bad, what what is bringing him on going to really do? That, that's my opinion of him. The whole team, I think they've not really started this season. We've had a few fleeting glances at games. PSV game is probably the best we've played all season. A couple of domestic games we've played decent. There's been an overreaction, I think, between this and the Celtic game, where everybody's wanting Gio out. No, I, I don't think that's the, the answer at all. Granted, it's two shocking results. yeah. Um, you can't get. You can't get that away from. I don't it, think it's the results themselves. It's the no, manner it's, of the results. It's
0: the, perf- it's the performances, Derek. It's this half-hearted, abysmal push that we're watching. It's we're looking at players and we're saying to ourselves, "You can't be bothered. You're you're no interested. You're you know you. This isn't affecting you. This is not you know really p- pissing you off. That's what's worse for me.
1: The performance of the last couple of games was for me, more akin to the performance against Frankfurt, where I almost think that the occasion overwhelmed the players. And I, I don't see why that should be now, because we've played in plenty of games before. And Frankfurt, we never turned up, I don't think. We were unlucky in the end, absolutely. we taken the lead, but we were pretty crap all game. Mm-hmm. You know, bar a couple of, couple of moments, one of them was a the goal. But these th- this season, I just think we haven't really started, and we've had one big massive game against PSV where we played outstanding, and we, with the chip. Well, in fact, we've had two games. I would have said the the second leg against Union and the the second leg against PSV. Whereas these two games, the Celtic game and this game, it's just almost like everything's over on them. And I don't understand why. Because these players are an accomplished team yeah. now. They've been playing together long enough. They should know how to play against these, these teams. They just switched off. What really angered me more, though, was the comments from Gio afterwards. He said that you need hundreds of millions of pounds to compete in the Champions League. No, you need hundreds of millions of pounds to win it. To compete, Mm -hmm. you need to turn up and work hard. That's what we didn't do. We never turned up and we never worked hard. So, I, I don't know if this was an excuse he was using, or it was a wee bit of a dig at the board. But, as we've seen with the Gerard thing, it all came out in the wash afterwards when we never signed players, is the fact that Gerard. Overridden the director of football And he didn't allow any players to, to leave Which obviously meant we couldn't sign anybody Because we never had the funds there Yes we've, we allegedly have got the funds now But I think there's stuff in the background there As we discussed in the last last podcast About the finances So we'll have a clearer picture Obviously when the finances are released In November yeah. December time So we'll, we'll find that out And we'll see how in a precarious Or not situation we are so I don't know if that was a dig, but I think that was a poor excuse because as that's been pointed out with them, if that's really the case about the gulf and finances is the reason why we're competing, we should be beating teams in the Scottish Leagues, bar Celtic, 4-0 <laughs> every yeah. week. yeah.
0: And I'm sure uh, I'm I'm sure, uh, D- D- Dynamo Zagreb were coming away with things like that when they beat Chelsea the and yeah. before, Derek. Do, do you know what I mean? It's and, a, and a, th- a very poor, poor excuse in
1: my and, books. And we were using that excuse when we bah- hammered uh, Borussia Dortmund 4-2. No, we weren't. Yep. So no. it's utter bollocks, that kind of excuse. And as I said, I don't know if that was a, a, a dig or not. But anyway, I think the more worrying thing of that, that group was the fact that Napoli beat Liverpool 4-1 as well.
0: I know, that was a quite an, an incredible result, Derek. So that puts us even further down now. And you've got to think that the Liverpool are going to have to come out now even stronger and ev- even more determined to make sure that they win their remaining games as well. So... It's we, we knew it was going to be uphill, Derek, but going by that last game, it's you know it's going to be nigh on impossible. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the players manage to to, to figure it out, but it's going to be a tough one, Derek, isn't it? And I think it's going to be a tough watch.
1: Yeah, I think so. So, games to come, we obviously don't know when this Aberdeen game is going to get rescheduled. It might be into next year for all we know because of the, the whole fixture congestion yep. because of the World Cup. But anyway... In a change from the game that should have been tomorrow night, we're now playing Napoli on Wednesday the 14th of September. It's still an 8 o'clock kickoff, and that's in Game 2 of Group A of the Champions League. Now, obviously, with all the changes, there is no away allocation permitted due to policing. And out of sport and integrity, no away Rangers fans for their third leg, which was mandated by UEFA. Some not happy at this understandably i can see their point as they had booked flights and accommodation but that's out with you know football and that's certainly not rangers fault as some people were were pointing out in terms of moving the game from tuesday to to wednesday that is completely understandable as well is because that's when the the queen's body is going to be moved down to london so there's a massive policing operation for there so uh, again if you can imagine you're going to get the the Mental ultras of of Napoli that are the ones that are going to be travelling.
0: I think everyone kind of understands that, Derek. It's going to be a massive operation for everything that's happened, and it was going to be a massive operation for the police for this game at Ibrox as well. So I can see exactly how it's you, you know that they've changed it, and the, the fact that it's been changed just to the next night, you know, to to, to keep the fixtures going is probably the sensible thing to do.
1: Yeah, I just think that the away leg with us, our fans, not being allowed to get into the stadium, I don't know, I can almost understand it with the fact that oh, they, they never got their fans in the stadium as well. But all that's going to happen is there's a massive potential now for, obviously, well, they're not going to be getting tickets, there's not going to be an away allocation But all that might lead to then is fans that have booked flights and accommodation that they might still travel anyway and then they might try and get tickets for the home end and try and sneak in that way, which causes more problems ultimately, especially in what's going to be a very volatile area. So it might be the worst thing that they've done.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you could well be
1: right there, Derek. Yeah. next game after that before the international break is Saturday the 17th of September that's at home to Dundee United in the Premiership, that's a 3 o'clock kick-off Dave, I won't get to see the game I think you will get to see the game and unfortunately we're not going to be able to get a, a post-match podcast out for that one
0: Right, okay Derek we'll, we'll have to see what we can try and get so- sorted for there but uh, we'll, uh, we'll deal with that when it comes
1: Yes, so big games to come as always
0: Definitely, yes. And like we said, it's, <laughs> hopefully the team can get their act together, Derek. I'm hoping that that's the, 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 the shitty game's gone, we get some players back and move on for there. Yes.
1: So now it's time for the news. So, a few things to cover in the news here first one, we probably should have covered it with the Ajax game, is the absolute shambles that was the travel club. Now, it was apparently a day trip from Glasgow to Amsterdam. £700 odd, I think it was. A day before, I think, there was an email out to the folk who bought it stating that they were not going to be flying into Amsterdam, but into Brussels and are transferred by bus to the stadium from Brussels. That's a five-hour journey. Bloody shocking.
0: (sighs) Unbelievable, Derek. Absolutely shocking.
1: And then... They got a notification to say that the flight was returning not to Glasgow, but to Preswick. <laughs> so, oh. Rangers issued a statement saying that's completely unacceptable. Yes. However, out with their control, which it was, and they did offer a three hundred pound refund. So that was kind of fairly decent that way. Then the whole thing got cancelled. I believe it was on the morning of the game, so there was no tickets for, at all for fans. Presumably the tickets that were meant to be going to these fans were sold at the stadium Rangers again stated it was unacceptable and stated a full refund would be issued and guaranteed tickets away for the away Liverpool game for those who bought tickets for this game that's great for these fans but not so great if people were trying to get tickets on the MyGear scheme afterwards yeah, so, right, yep. <laughs> but a lot of fans doing their dinger Rangers are getting a bit of the blame I don't think you can blame really Rangers for that. However, are these companies that we're getting in tow with, especially for something so important as the Travel Club, are they being fully vetted to see if they can actually fulfil what they're offering? I know there's a big issue with the travel industry just now, but that's really no the point. On the day of when you're getting cancellations, when you're getting massive changes to your, your booking as well, that's not acceptable at all.
0: No, definitely not, Derek. I mean, I know everything short notice you know, especially, you know, we didn't know we were going to be in the Champions League until, you know, about, about a week before. But as you say, you would like to think there'd be some due diligence done in the, the companies that we're actually using. But a really, really poor show uh, for for these uh, these pe- people that are running these companies. And again, it's the fans that are missing out, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Next thing here is Shetland star Douglas Henschel has had to apologise after a tweet he put out after the old firm game saying, it's always a good day when the Huns get humped. Now, it's just the ongoing issue of people, especially in prominent positions, being allowed to say exactly what they want about us and our fans. And there's absolutely no repercussions whatsoever. Yeah. Just like that utter cockwomb, Martin Compton, as well, with his I.R.E. OK as well. How do these people keep getting away with it?
0: It's a hard one, Derek, because he's obviously just, just, just an arse. But as I say, there should be more getting done by the people that are employing them. There wasn't even a full kind of apology from, from, from them, was it? It was a sort of oh spur, spur of the, 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 the moment thing, and all, all of this. There was no sort of full, full apology from them. It just just another idiot trying to play to the masses, Derek. And you know, it's, I can't even say it's backfired on them because, as you say, there's not been any repercussions really, has there?
1: No. So as usual, they get away with it every single time. Next thing here, it came from Claxon Jackson, so it's going to be likely bullshit. But apparently, we're going to be cut out of the new TV deal as we have apparently demanded cash and an apology over the cinch deal. Now, I can see us demanding an apology, especially how they trashed us in the media over the issue before the court cases. The whole cash issue, I can't see that being the case at all because ultimately, we're getting the cinch money anyway, aren't we? So, yep. Unless it's to pay legal expenses, I'm not too sure if that's that's the thing. But ultimately, I think the whole thing about trying to cut us out of the TV deal is going to be absolutely bullshit, considering we are half the reason why yeah. there's any sort of TV deal anyway. I hope it's true, though, because our lawyers would no doubt absolutely obliterate it and maybe even pave the way for us going on our own way and getting a better deal for ourselves.
0: Derek, I'm just more shocked the fact that Keith Jackson's still on the go and folk are listening <laughs> to what he's saying. To be perfectly honest with you,
1: oh, he's got a column in the the Daily Record, so oh,
0: there you go. Yeah. Uh, again, a, a newspaper. I'm surprised it's still going, Derek.
1: Uh, exactly. <laughs> Next thing here is it was announced today that apparently Rangers won't be playing the Champions League anthem before the Napoli clash. So obviously, in tribute to the Queen as well. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, Hopefully we play God Save the the King and in, in exactly its place.
0: that that'd be good. Yeah, I don't think it will happen, but you know, that <laughs> that'd be good.
1: Yes talking about TV deals as well as this came up this time but with another company, Premier Sports Rangers and Celtic are due to play the same night in the Premier Sports Cup which is Wednesday, October the 19th Celtic are away to Motherwell at 6.15 and we are at home to Dundee that's an 8.15 kickoff. I mean the times are absolutely horrendous yeah. for fans once again, fans not brought into the fore when it comes to deciding on times apparently it's so that they can play games back to back and show them can you imagine if there's going to be extra time in penalties? As well, then for uh, <sighs> that,
0: that time eight,
1: Yeah, I mean, Motherwell owner Alan Burrows has hit out uh, quite rightly, so I agree with his sentiment. However, this is the point, though: if they're happy to sign up with TV deals and let TV companies run roughshod over the clubs and their fans, why agree with TV deals in the first place? Then it's in their own power to sort it out, but no, they're too busy trying to get the the quick pound.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yep. Uh, Last story here is that the five stars event at the Armadillo that uh, was meant to be taking place with Gaza and Loudrop was set to go ahead despite the passing of the Queen. However, it was cancelled on the day of after some discussions. Now, I think it was the wrong decision to allow it to go ahead. I can kind of understand why they were trying to do it because it's probably going to be quite difficult to get Gaza and Loudrop their schedules in the same but, room uh, at the same time. Um, but I'm glad in the end it was cancelled and they're, yeah. they're going to try and rearrange.
0: Yeah, but it's de- definitely again the sensible thing to do, Derek. Ho- hopefully, they can get something sorted with them. We'll, uh, we'll be speaking to our contact Graham about that to see if he's got any news in the future. Hopefully, we'll be able to find some- something out for them.
1: Yes, so. Seven bizarre sex stories that you couldn't even make up. Seven, Dave. (laughs) Got seven for you this week.
0: This is even good for you, Derek.
1: (laughs) A guy who tried to have sex with a drinks trolley. (laughs) Andrew Davidson, 25, had consumed a cocktail of legal highs in alcohol when he attempted to have sex with a drinks trolley on a busy train in 2013. Oh, my God. He was seen humping the trolley while shouting, I want to kiss you, (laughs) I want to fuck you. After avoiding a prison sentence his solicitor said this is something that has never happened before and is unlikely to happen ever again. <laughs>
0: ever again.
1: <laughs> oh my god. The guy who tried to have sex with an ambulance. Another 25 year old man was arrested after setting fire to a packet of peanuts before appearing to try to make love to an ambulance. <laughs> A court oh heard, heard the man was in relatively high spirits on a night out in Barnstaple, Devon in two thousand eleven. He was given a community <laughs> order and to pay a victim surcharge of sixty pound.
0: <laughs> Setting fire a packet of peanuts before <laughs> that. Oh,
1: what oh my god. The guy who tried to have sex with a car wash vacuum. <laughs>
0: I can see there's a common link here between yes. your stories, right? Okay.
1: In two thousand and eight, a US man was arrested for receiving sexual favours from a vacuum at car wash in Michigan. <laughs> a witness who saw the man acting suspiciously. Oh. I've seen some he said, I've seen some strange things, but this is the weirdest <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> Next thing. The vicar hospitalized with a potato up his bum. Oh. A clumsy vicar was hospitalised in Sheffield after accidentally getting a potato stuck up his bum. (laughs) Accidentally. But it was definitely not due to a sex game. Nurse Trudy Watson said, he explained to me, quite sincerely, he had been hanging curtains naked in the kitchen when he fell backwards (laughs) on the kitchen table and under a potato. As you do, Derek. As
0: you do. You're perfectly plausible.
1: I mean, I'm regularly in my kitchen naked, (laughs) Steve. hanging up
0: crutters. I wear a potato directly underneath <laughs> you. <I.
1: laughs> the guy who had sex with his girlfriend's dog. A teenager <laughs> avoided jail for f- after oh. filming himself having sex with his girlfriend's pet dog, who was called oh, Rudy.
0: No. Nah.
1: Wayne Bryson's girlfriend found the shocking footage on his mobile phone. Oh. A court heard that it was 30 seconds of madness.
0: Oh my, I didn't even want to get involved in this story, Derek. I really don't
1: the guy who had tried to have sex with sheep after a cow had turned him down. An IT worker tried to have sex with a sheep after a cow turned him down. The court heard he did not successfully penetrate the mouth of a cow with his penis and even then moved to another part of the field and tried his luck with some sheep.
0: (laughs) See, see be fair, Derek, I bet you it's not the first time that you've been turned in by a cow.
1: Hey! (laughs)
0: Oh my god.
1: And finally, the guy who likes cheese a bit too much. This guy likes to drive around his neighbourhood and offer women money to put cheese on his genitals, (laughs) allegedly. Chris Pagano, dubbed the Swiss cheese pervert, was arrested (laughs) after police released a photo of a trouserless man dangling a cheese of the smelly stuff in the air. (laughs) Swiss cheese (laughs) pervert.
0: Oh dear.
1: And on that note... Oh, no, no. We will end the podcast.
0: Oh my god. Derek, I really do worry about you sometimes. I really do.
1: I've actually got sore cheeks now.
0: <laughs> the I know, I hope <laughs> potatoes
1: <in> there. <laughs> uh. Definitely on that. that was, note That was a Freudian slip I've ever had. One. <laughs> it certainly was.
0: Not on a potato. Oh dear.
1: Yes. So it's a rather short podcast this week. It's not going to be a, until a few weeks, but by the time we get out the next next podcast anyway. But obviously we'll be back with a, a post match after the game on on Wednesday, and I'll have just landed when the game kicks off. I think on the Saturday the seventeenth. So I'll need to try and keep up to date with Twitter on that yeah. one definitely yes so you can check out all our other stuff on our social media sites and on our website which is ireadypodcast.com no it's not it's (laughs) ireadypodcast.wordpress.com well done (laughs) I got it right eventually (laughs) so sad times for us all but all that's left to say is God save the king
0: yep God save the king